Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. It is Friday, and I am Jeff Hartman. Welcome back to another show. Hope you're ready for this one. We've got a good show coming up. We've got the latest news regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. Art II has spoken. He does this every offseason. He has spoken to local media. We'll talk about some of that. We'll talk about some NFL rumors that are going on, as well as, you know, maybe could the Steelers be a playoff team in 2023 as well as diving deep into the numbers behind the AFC championship game and answering the question when will the Steelers be in another one of these games it's about to come up this Sunday in championship weekend I'll have Jeremy Jerome Betts on in the second half of the show to talk about all things that and more we'll give our NFL picks and stay tuned to the very end for our heart darts if you haven't figured it out yet folks this is a jam-packed show and it is Friday I'm excited I hope you're excited I hope you have a great weekend planned let's get things started off with Art Rooney the second, you know, that we the secondhand media so behind the steel curtain.com that website's not recognized by the Steelers, so we don't know when this is happening. But those beat writers do, and all of a sudden, you just start seeing on Twitter all of this news start to come out. Like it's literally that's exactly how it goes. You're checking Twitter, and all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, 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 where's this coming from? Well, Art Rooney is speaking to the media. Here's what. Some some of the little nuggets. I'm going to talk about this more probably on Monday or next week. Here's just some of the nuggets from Art Rooney II speaking with the media from Joe Rudder. Joe Rudder's of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. 
He said, Art Rooney II hates the idea of any discussion that would move future conference championship championship games to neutral sites. Hey, I have something in common with Art Rooney. Also from Joe Rudder, Mike Tomlin, with two years left on his contract and previously has been extended at this juncture with two years left, Art Rooney II wouldn't comment on whether an extension is coming, saying he, quote, doesn't like to speculate on contract matters. Not sure what that means. Nonetheless, Dale Lawley of Steelers.com said Rooney said he'd obviously like to see the Steelers score more points, but pointed to the team breaking in two new quarterbacks this season as a reason for a slow start. Said he'd like to see the red zone offense get better. He continues. Rooney also said that Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett have built a, quote, good relationship. Said bringing in a different offensive coordinator for 2023 could set the young quarterback back. Also said the Steelers, quote, may have all the pieces around Pickett already, end quote, though they could add to that. Mm, Interesting thoughts and a little boost of confidence for Matt Canada. Mark Cavalli of The Athletics, says Art Rooney, said there's nothing in the lease with the stadium, that's Akrasher Stadium, that says they have to play 10 home games. That was the case with Heinz Field. Now with Akrasher, they do not have that said they won't play abroad this year, but he spoke glowingly of Mexico. Jerry Dulac, our buddy Jer Bear from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, said about the job Mike Tomlin did despite missing the playoffs, Rooney said, quote, the number one thing I want to see is if you get better as the season goes on. It should be your best team as the season goes on. I think we did that, end quote. All right, and lastly, Mark Cavalli says that Art, Art Rooney pointed out the receivers need to be better with yak. Yak meaning? yards after the catch so that's just some of the stuff coming out right now we'll get some more quotes uh from art rooney the second and his meeting with the local media nonetheless there were some nfl rumors to discuss if you went to the website this morning i'm sorry thursday morning get confused if you went to the website you saw that there was a lot of rumors a lot of it surrounding the afc north a lot of it's running the AFC. couple of those you can go check out the article yourself there's a picture of old laymar jackson as they say in baltimore And Lamar Jackson, there's actually a couple executives that think that he could be traded. And I didn't even think about this, but Lamar Jackson's turned down some pretty lucrative deals with the Baltimore Ravens. And I talked about that on Wednesday. We did all about the AFC North quarterbacks, but I never thought about comparing Lamar Jackson to Le'Veon Bell at the end of his Pittsburgh tenure. If the Baltimore Ravens franchise tag him, he could just not show up. I mean, this this could get ugly, folks, but they're saying in, on the ESPN article it was written by Jeremy Fowler that he could possibly go to the NFC. They picked the Falcons. Interesting. Aaron Rodgers could be headed to the AFC. Some are speculating with Nathaniel Hackett going to the New York Jets. He could be going to the Jets with him. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Nonetheless, it could. The Jets need a quarterback. Zach Wilson's not that guy. Also, Joe Burrow, they're expecting him to get paid big time, an extension that would be added on to the fifth-year option that the Bengals will be picking up on his rookie deal. And like I always say, I said it on Wednesday, welcome to Cap Hell, Cincinnati. You're going to have that dealing, uh, you know, being on your conscience, so to speak, or on your salary cap for a long time coming. Also on ESPN, Bill Barnwell listed seven teams. He ranked seven teams that he believes weren't in the playoffs this year but will be in the playoffs next year, Pittsburgh, Number three on that list, uh, only behind, I believe, the Los, uh, the Green Bay Packers, number two, and the Los Angeles Rams, number one. You can check out that article on the website as well. I covered that there. There you go. There's the news. Let's get to the crux of this podcast, shall we? 
The AFC Championship game is being played between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. And everyone, at least me, maybe I am everyone, they want to know when will the Steelers be in another AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's what everyone wants to know. It's been a long time since the Steelers even won a playoff game. It's been even longer since they've been in the AFC Championship game. And so what I decided to do, I just wanted to look up some history. And that's where this started. I, I had the question, and then I was like, yeah, let's, let's look up some history first. So here's some perspective. Since 1970, the most AFC Championship wins belongs to the New England Patriots, with 11. I don't think that should shock anyone considering the dominance they had in the 2000s. The most losses, this might shock some people, the Pittsburgh Steelers with eight. They have eight AFC Championship losses. Continue. The most hosted AFC Championship games in team history, the Pittsburgh Steelers with 11. The most appearances since 1970, the Pittsburgh Steelers with 16. In those 16 games, they are 8-8. Eight and eight. So what I decided to do, I decided to go back since Bill Cowher took over the Steelers in 1992. And I just wanted to look at the Steelers in the AFC Championship game during that stretch. And if I'm being honest, I didn't look back at this with anything in particular in mind. I didn't think about this and say, well, you know what? Like, What does this mean? Because, I mean, if I'm going back to 1994, does it really matter? It doesn't have any impact on today's game. Nonetheless, free agency was a thing. That's one of the reasons why when people talk about the Steelers' history, while the 70s count, if that 70s team was a team today, they wouldn't be able to keep them together as long as they did. Free agency would have broken them up. They wouldn't have been able to afford everyone. I mean, you could have seen Mel Blunt running around in a different uniform because they had to pay Joe Green and Jack Lambert or something like that. So it's different. So I always like to start in around the 94 or when Bill Cowher takes over in 1992. So here are the AFC Championship games the Steelers played in since that time. 1994, I gosh, I remember this game like it was yesterday. Stan Humphreys and the San Diego Chargers come into Pittsburgh and win. 1995, the Steelers get back, still hosting. They host Jim Harbaugh and the Indianapolis Colts. Captain comeback, almost does it again. I thought I had a heart attack at a very young age as I watched the ball fall to the Heinz uh, Heinz Field, the Three River Stadium turf. Steelers win, go on to Super Bowl 40, 30, and lose. 1997, John Elway and the Denver Broncos come into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. 2001, the New England Patriots come to Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers. 2004, Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season. The New England Patriots come to Pittsburgh, and they win. Spygate. What? Nothing. I'm going to move on. <laughs> 2005, the Steelers go on the road. They have to go to the Denver Broncos. They win. That was that magical run to Super Bowl 40. They win that game and eventually win the Super Bowl. In 2008, they beat the Baltimore Ravens at home. They win that game, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. 2010, they beat the New York Jets at home. And they lose the Super Bowl to the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl 45. And the last time they've been in the AFC Championship game, something that Dave Schofield alluded to in his podcast on Thursday, the Steelers Stat Geek, in 2016 they go to New England and they get absolutely demolished. 
And that's when combat catch Kobe Hamilton's having to do everything. And it just was not pretty. We'll put it that way. So since 1992, the Steelers have four AFC championship wins and five AFC championship losses. What I found was really interesting is that out of all those games, nine football games played, only two were on the road. They have hosted so many AFC championship games. And unfortunately, a lot of those have been have ended in disappointment. I know that our own Brian Davis has been to several of these games, and he talks about in 2001 leaving just with like a total gut punch when your team is just so close, and yet so far, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. So, okay, let's let's take a look at this current roster, and we know it's going to change both with in free agency, both with players leaving and players staying and players being acquired. And we know it's going to change with the upcoming 2023 NFL draft and the Steelers picks. We've talked about all that. So what's missing? I think that's the question here. We went over the history, and that's all fine. It's some interesting stuff. But what's missing from the current Steelers roster that is going to help them get back to this game, to have them back with an opportunity, just an opportunity to actually win a game, to win and get into the AFC Championship game, and then to be in a Super Bowl again. What's it going to take and what's missing? To me, and there's a lot of people out there that might be listening to this saying, oh, they need a new quarterback. And that's your prerogative, that's fine, but that's not mine. I can't get out of my head the two games this season, this past 2022 season, where the Steelers played the top-notch competition in the NFL and got absolutely manhandled. And that was at Buffalo and at Philadelphia. And when I say they got manhandled, it was in the trenches. That's where they got manhandled. The Eagles and the Bills owned the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense. Wasn't even close. And so when I saw that, and I never forgot that, yes, the Steelers turned it on in the second half. Yes, they played better. Yes, they won 7 of 9. Yes, they finished with a winning record. Blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it ad nauseum. What they're missing is dominance in the trenches. And when you go back and look at the Steelers teams that have won Super Bowls, they were, in some cases, the only caveat to me is Super Bowl 43. When you have Justin Hartwig at center and a very average, very average offensive line, they did it with the defense that dominated. So the Steelers have got to get dominant in the trenches in some way. In some way. Now, in 2005, they had both. And they that was important. That was vital with a young quarterback. So what do we have now? As Steeler fans, we're looking at the team. We see another young quarterback. Kenny Pickett going into year two. You're not going to be able to do it. Ben Roethlisberger was able to make those plays in Super Bowl 43 and on the way to Super Bowl 43. You can't ask that of Kenny Pickett in year two because you didn't ask that of Ben Roethlisberger in year two either. He delivered when it mattered but he didn't have to do it all by himself. The Steelers have to do the same thing. Follow that same formula that you saw in Super Bowl 40. Build up the trenches. That is where this team is lacking. And no, I don't want you to think that me saying this means that Cam Hayward sucks. He doesn't suck. He's amazing. But he's only one guy. Who else is with him? Okay, Larry Ogunjobi's there. That's great. He played well. Is he coming back? He's a free agent. The offensive line did okay. They started to play a lot better. They they played a lot together, I'll tell you that. Everyone knows that. 
But ultimately, the offensive line was not mauling anyone. They were not dominant, I don't think, in any performance in this game in this season. They came close down the stretch. That's what they need. The trenches. Now, how far off are they is a good question. That's a good follow-up question. If you ask me the question, what's missing, Jeff? And I say, well, they gotta they have to get better in the trenches. Well, how far off are they? Good follow-up question. Thanks for asking. I don't think they're as far off as you might think. I'm going to be very blunt. I don't think they're as far off as you might think. Let's talk about the defensive line. I already mentioned Cam Hayward. Do they bring back Larry Ogunjobi? Uh, I don't know. $8 million for one year. If that's what his expectations are, I don't think they're going to pay that. But if Larry Ogunjobi leaves, you have DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk. I don't think Tyson Alualu is coming back. I think he might retire, actually. So what do you do? You, do you draft a... a a monster, of, and that, that would be great. I would love that. I'd love it. They need it. They're going to need it. They need that big body, that Javon Hargrave type that could play inside and outside, something Dave Schofield talked about when I had him on the podcast doing our team needs. Also, let's go to the offensive side. I mean, you're talking about Chooks for Dan Moore is your bookend tackles. You can survive with those, but can you thrive with those? That's that's kind of the well, what I'm talking about here. You're either thriving or barely surviving. And in some positions on the offense, they're surviving, but they're barely surviving. Time to thrive, time to dominate. That's where their focus should be this offseason, both in free agency and in the NFL draft. Get the job done, and I think you will see the Steelers back in the playoffs. And once they get in, if they have the trenches, they can make they can do some damage. I, that's what I think. That's what I know. Book it. What else you can count on is Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up in the second half of this podcast for the All Bets Are Off segment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is Friday. It is the second half of the show, and that means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment. Jeremy Jerome Betts is back after taking a week hiatus. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's going great. Uh, I missed our chat last week, but happy to be back on. Let's do it. Yeah, I normally don't do this so early in our segment, but, I mean, you've been having a, in is my term is a crap ton, you've been having a ton of interviews <laughs> With some really key people in college football, and in case people don't know or haven't checked it out, please let us know the last two weeks what you and Andrew Wilbar have been doing. Yeah, man, we've it's been awesome. We we got Paris Johnson Jr. uh, from Ohio State, a guy that gets mocked to the Steelers a lot, and a guy that the that uh, the Steelers would uh, probably have near the top of their board this year. I don't know if he'll be there when the Steelers pick at seventeen, but man, it was really cool to to interview him. Uh, we got him. We got uh, running back Eric Gray from Oklahoma, 
and uh, he also played at Tennessee before transferring between 2020 and 2021. And this last year, he had a fantastic season. Uh, basically, we've been reaching out to some guys, and they get back with us, and, and we work through their agents or whatnot to, to get them on. So we've got Eric Gray and Paris Johnson uh, on the show uh, two weeks ago, and we kind of just did that whole show around them. But then this last week, uh, or this this last Tuesday, we had the privilege of of getting Jim Nagy from uh, the Senior Bowl. He's the senior director there uh, since, I think, 2018, so he's been there a while now. Uh, he fit us in, and he was a fantastic interview, um, gave us a lot of insights to the Senior Bowl, a lot of things that you know maybe you, you don't see from the, the surface as to how these players get get to the senior bowl and, and what the the scouts and, and coaches are looking at when they're there. So it was really neat to talk about him. And we previewed the senior bowl. We've got a couple more interviews coming up. So this next week's show, we'll have uh, another interview. I won't spoil it yet, uh, but we'll hopefully have a couple more even after that in the lead up to the draft. So staying busy with that. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun and it's such a new dynamic. I mean, we have other shows that have guests, but not like this, not players, not Jim yeah. Nagy, who's turned the senior bowl into something really significant in his time as the senior director. I mean, it, it was always there, right? But boy, is it really blossomed and turned into something with the NFL network there all week and they're filming the practices yes. and it's just, it is something. And they have, they also have the zebra technologies, which Dave Schofield on the stat geek had, their director on uh last mm. year i think it was after the draft actually and he had him on the stat geek podcast and they talked about all this data that they had right. from the senior bowl on kenny pickett and calvin austin the third so uh yeah really good stuff make sure you check that out but jeremy i want to ask you about an article that you wrote for the website and th this article yeah. ran on i believe it was wednesday and it was all about what the Steelers can learn from the NFL divisional round participants. Yeah. Now we, the NFL playoffs are in the thick of it. They're in the AFC and NFC championship games. We're going to give you our picks here in a second, but in that article, you kind of outlined your thoughts on what the Steelers are lacking. And I want to give you a chance to explain yourself and then we'll talk about it. So go ahead and do that. Yeah. So the basic premise is if you look at the divisional round opponents from this year, and I think, you know, just a quick glance, looking back as well, it, it would kind of, fall into the same category and in previous years you have a, a the rare outlier but uh specifically in 2022 you look at the the teams that made the divisional round so the eight best teams in the league for all intents and purposes and uh you got basically one of two things in, in common with all of these all of these teams and for a couple of them they even have uh, both of these things but you these teams they either have a an exceptional uh, franchise caliber quarterback, um, or they have a an offensive genius leading the system uh, and that can cover up the mistakes of a of a less than uh, franchise quarterback, if you will. So maybe a mid tier quarterback or something like that. So uh, my premise was Pittsburgh Steelers, in order to get back into contention in the era of football that we're in they have to find the guy at one or both of those critical positions. So um, if you take San Francisco, they've got Brock Purdy at quarterback and you, you know, you're talking about a, a system though uh, with Kyle Shanahan that has since 2016 uh, put a, an, an offense in the conference championship. Uh, it, let's see. 
four in four of those seasons. So with yeah. the Atlanta Falcons in 2016, and then three times in the last four years with the San Francisco 49ers. And that's with Matt Ryan at quarterback. We saw what he looked like this last year with the Colts. That's with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's with, um, you know, Brock Purdy this year. So they've got that play caller and he's the head coach, obviously, but he calls the plays. He designs the offense. And then you look at teams like, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, they've got Patrick Mahomes, they've got Josh Allen, they've got Joe Burrow, these guys that are transcendent quarterbacks, and that's the reason they are where they're at as well. So my premise is the Steelers need to find, they need to hope Kenny Pickett is that guy at quarterback, uh, can be a franchise caliber quarterback, because I truly do not believe that Matt Canada's system and his his ability to, to call plays can transcend the talent on the roster and make them better. Uh, it's more of a, like, if you look at Buffalo, Josh Allen's the one who makes them better because Ken Dorsey's system is not elevating really anybody else. And when, when Josh Allen could not hang and against Cincinnati, when he wasn't able to be Superman, they fell apart. And so I think you, you've got to have one or the other. Um, but that, that play caller, uh, is, is something, something interesting something the Steelers need to really consider. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have Matt Canada back next year. Correct. That's, yeah. that's a foregone conclusion, barring something really out of left field. I mean, they're going to, he's going to be back. So how far off do you think the Steelers are is my next question. That's my follow-up. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly you don't think they're there. Are they, are they not, yeah. are they, are they not going to get there until Canada leaves? Or if they have a really good free agency and a really great draft sure. with all those high draft picks, could they, maybe mask some of that in 2023. Yeah. So I think, like I said, in my article, the, a lot rests on Kenny Pickett here and, and year two, you want to see that leap. And I'm not saying that the Steelers have to see that from Kenny Pickett in year two in order to stick with Kenny Pickett. Um, because it's some, I think we're too impatient with our quarterback. Sometimes uh, if you go back to the Josh Allen example, you've got a guy that took three, four years in Buffalo before he became the Josh Allen that we know. And so Kenny Pickett, though, as long as they have Matt Canada in place, as long as they do not find a a transcendent play caller, it it falls on Kenny Pickett to be a Joe Burrow, to be a Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, at that level, at least a franchise caliber quarterback, Jalen Hurts, even uh, Dak Prescott to me is there. Uh, he struggles a little bit more in big games. Um, but he's still an elite quarterback in this league. He's one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks. So Kenny Pickett needs to be getting there. He needs to be one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks in the league um, in order for this team to get back to championship contention without a play caller that's going to uh, Kyle Shanahan or have the Kyle Shanahan effect on that roster. It's really interesting, man. It's really interesting. And I, I wanted to get your take on this. I said when the Steelers were you know, in the doldrums of their season at two and sure. six, I was like, we're going to talk about this every week. And then they started to win games. And I was like, we're not talking about this every week. Well, the season's <laughs> over now. Yeah. And I want to bring it back up. And, and when, you, when you think about the team needs, and again, this mm -hmm. is not necessarily just the NFL draft. This is any, this could be free agency. This could be in the draft. When you're looking at the Steelers team needs, where would what would your top three team needs be at positionally for the Steelers entering this offseason? Sure. Uh I think number one for me is is cornerback. Um I think you've got to what what we're seeing with this defense is uh the ability to create pressure um to force 
uh, offenses to make mistakes and, and a, a less than stellar secondary uh, take advantage. Um, and I say less than stellar. You still got Minka Fitzpatrick back there. Um, and he's obviously all pro, but I think where the Steelers could benefit greatly on defense is by finding a, a number one cornerback who can, for all intents and purposes, take away one half of the field. And if you get that type of guy, if you get a, um, a Jalen Ramsey or a Stefan Gilmore type player in on your defense, then some of these, these times where the pressure can't get there because the, the quarterback's just getting rid of the ball quickly to wide open receivers because the secondary is not good enough. Uh, the cornerbacks specifically are not good enough to, to hold these wide receivers in check long enough for the pass rush to get there. If you can kind of complement each other uh, from the back end to the front end, I think that, that you'll improve the defense and by extension, uh, you know, you're, you don't need your offense to do as much. So I would say cornerback is number one, uh, number two, I'm, I'm actually moving up, uh, the interior of the offensive line left guard. Uh, I'm going to go there. Left guard is, is to me the, the bigger issue right now uh, along the offensive line. And it's because of how the Steelers want to play offense and you need a, a, a real mauler back there or uh, along the front line there to, to push guys around and let Najee Harris do his work. So I would say interior offensive line. And then thirdly, it's a uh, interior defense defensive line. Uh, so you've got to attack the middle. You've got to build in the trenches. Uh, you got to get good on the outside as well. That's why I say cornerback, but those three for sure. Um, it's time to restack that interior defensive line and find a, a true blue collar talent uh, along the offensive line as well. Well, and you know, Wednesday morning, Mel Kuyper Jr. of ESPN puts out his first mock draft and he has your boy Paris Johnson going well ahead of 17. Right. And who do they take? It's a runs in the family. Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn sure. State in the comments on the article that I covered. Oh, my gosh. They <laughs> don't uh, They should be doing this. And it's, and it all begins. You know, it all begins. The, the draft Knicks are out. They are ready to yeah. go. They're ready to complain. They're ready to be the the couch GMs, as we like to call them. So or the couch cons, as they'll say on what Ian's talking about. So go. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. We're going to keep coming back to that, but let's get back to the playoffs because the playoffs, I thought the divisional round was, was pretty good. A lot of people were kind of down on it. Didn't think that the games were that great. Um, I, I was pretty pleased with it and I, I kept tabs on it, but these AFC and NFC championship games, I think are going to be phenomenal. Yes. I was really happy that there was no neutral site game. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like it, so that's not happening. Let's do our picks, and we're going to go in order of the games themselves. So Sunday at 3 o'clock, the San Francisco 49ers go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly's giving two and a half at home. What do you think about this NFC matchup? This matchup is is exactly what the NFL would have wanted. These two teams are both on the rise. I think you know a lot of people were kind of down on the Eagles with the Hurts injury, Hurts being hurt. Uh, and them having the bye week. It's like, how are they going to come out? Are they going to come out cold? Well, they came out blazing hot like they were all season. If Jalen Hurts had been healthy all season, they probably only lose the one game and they're the first 16 and one team in NFL history. Uh, so I think that they're just as good as San Francisco, but there's, there's something about the San Francisco squad as well. Kyle Shanahan's in his bag, in his element, and that defense is playing really good. I think this game could be much lower scoring than some people uh, might think 
because these two defenses know how to uh, limit opposing offenses. They both know how to stop the run, and that's a big strength of each of these offenses as well. So um, after watching last week's games, uh, before the the playoff started, I had San Francisco going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to change that uh, now. I'm I like the Eagles, and I like them at the spread too. I think they'll win by uh, by three. It's going to be a close game, so I'm going to take uh, take the Eagles at um, minus two and a half. To me, sometimes when these games are close, you have to go with big time players in big time situations. Now, both mm-hmm. of these, the position everyone looks at is quarterback, and neither of these quarterbacks have proven themselves in postseason play. Brock Purdy, obviously, as a rookie, hasn't, and neither has Jalen right. Hurts. But I will take Jalen Hurts in this matchup, especially yeah. at home. You know, Brock Purdy has won those first two playoff games. Give him credit; he's done it at home. And it's not been an opponent like the Philadelphia Eagles. I was very impressed with the Eagles against the Giants in the divisional round. And so I think Philly wins and I think they cover. I wouldn't be shocked if this actually turns into a runaway game. I just think mm. that quarterback position, I'm not saying to run away like a blowout, but maybe that the, the Philly covers the spread easily. So sure. something to think about. So I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. You like the, them as well, but let's go to the game at 630 Cincinnati in Kansas City. This is incredible. Kansas City is a home dog because Ooh. of that high ankle sprain. They're getting one yeah. point at home because that high ankle sprain to Patrick Mahomes. No one knows what to think about that. What do you think about this game, Jeremy? Man, if the Bengals felt like a team of destiny last year, uh, I think it's even more so this year. There's just something about this Bengals squad that almost feels unstoppable, and, and it's just because they're – their players are better than yours, <laughs> especially on offense where Jamar Chase, T Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Burrow is going to find one of those guys open. Uh, he's just, he's so good at reading the field and he's so calm back there. And despite the injuries to the offense of the Bengals offensive line and being undermanned there, they, they held up very well against Buffalo uh, last week when, when you thought maybe uh, Gregory Rousseau and, and company could, could, kind of flap the unflappable uh joe flacco or, or joe burrow joe flacco that's a different story yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but man this this is tough for kansas city uh with patrick mahomes and you know so much of what he does is is off script and with his legs and if you take that away uh, can the chiefs build an offense that's quick strike uh, hits Juju Smith-Schuster over the middle, gets it to Travis Kelsey on some out routes, and and continues uh, running the ball well against a, a Cincinnati defense that, that has been really good. Uh, it's going to be tough. And uh, although Kansas City is at home, and and I do like a, a home dog, I think I'm going to ride with the Bengals here, uh, especially at this spread. The Bengals got to win. If if I like them to win uh you know i think it's going to be by at least a point so i'm i'm going to take the Bengals here and i I do think uh the Bengals go to -to back-to-back super bowls here uh with a win in kansas city just seems like that's the way it's going to be when i think about this game i've gone back and forth probably three or four times about who i think is going to win and it's so close so evenly matched quarterbacks are both fantastic yeah um This game is one of those where you could see it swinging either way. The injury to Patrick Mahomes is definitely something to consider. But the one thing I continue to go back to, and this is why I'm going to make my pick the way that I am. 
the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion, have been the far more consistent football team this season. Mm. Cincinnati yeah. has had stinkers. They've had games where they don't look anywhere near an AFC premier team. You could go back to the wild card round against Baltimore, and that was a game where they did not look that great. I think Kansas City's consistency, playing at home, and even if Patrick Mahomes is slightly immobilized with his ankle injury, mm-hmm. they are going to find a way. And if there's a coach that I trust to find a way, it's it's Coach Reed and yeah. Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. I'm going to take the home dog. Give me the Chiefs, getting the points, send the Bengals home. I hope the Bengals aren't in the Super Bowl again. So we both have Philly (laughs) coming out of the NFC. You've got Cincinnati. I've got Kansas City. I think that would be a phenomenal game. I actually think any combination of these teams is going to be fantastic in the Super Bowl. So what are your final thoughts on that? Anything? Well, I was just, you know, I'm asking you about this AFC. I'm going to call you out. I, I think this is a heart play by you, Jeff, a uh, uh, hatred for the Bengals. Well, you know, I the really funny do. thing is, like, I listened to the Steelers <laughs> hangover this week, and Brian Davis and Shannon White were just so passionate about their hatred for the Bengals. I, that's yeah. not me. Okay. Um, sure. I respect Joe Burrow. I think he's a heck of a quarterback. And yeah. anyone that says that I, they wouldn't want him on their team, well, that's just jealousy talking. Right. Um, he, he's really good. I really don't like Patrick Mahomes. I can't stand the guy. He's annoying. Uh, I hate seeing his commercials all over the place, his stupid sideshow Bob hair. Like I just can't stand it. <laughs> and so for me, like it now, yeah. like, I, I, I maybe trust me, I don't want to see the Bengals because they, they are a rival of the Steelers. And no, I don't like them. Sure. Uh, the rivalry has changed since the Vontez perfect and Pac-Man Jones days. But for me, no, I, it's for me. I just, I'm, I'm trying to keep it straight up. And I agree that, yeah, there's probably a little bit of uh, black and gold going through my veins when I make this pick, but, We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and explain what you have coming up on the website as well as your podcast next week. And then, uh, yeah, go for it. Well, if you like my team building strategies, then uh, you'll be seeing several more of those. I'm going to try to, I'm going to start a three part series uh, on the website uh, covering free agency, uh, like the Steelers free agents and then outside free agency and then the draft. And basically I'm going to, um, talk about who I would keep, who I would uh, add, and then do a a mock draft as well uh, to kind of talk about um, the players and the positions I would address in the draft when I think is strong and everything. So that's coming up on the website. And then uh, keep tuning into the Steelers Fix. Uh, We're going to have another interview this week. We're trying to work on one for – or this coming week, we're trying to work on one for the following Tuesday as well. And uh, in – in the times where we don't have interviews, we're going to be talking the NFL draft. We're going to be talking free agency. It's the Steelers fix. We're trying to fix them for 23 or 2023. So follow us there and you can follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 up over 200 followers now. So let's oh keep it boy. rolling. There you and, go. Uh, lots of content coming your way. All right. Sounds great, Jeremy. Thanks for your time as always. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. You do. All right, Steeler fans, uh, big thanks to Jeremy Jerome Betts for taking the time, as he always does every Friday. It was a great talking with him. Let's finish this up, like we do every Friday, with a heart-to-heart. You know, I mentioned all the AFC Championship games uh, that you know, in the first half of the show, and it brings back a lot of memories. I talked about Stan Humphreys and the San Diego Chargers shocking the Steelers in the rain in 94, the win over the Indianapolis Colts in 95, 2001, that horrible game against the New England Patriots where the Steelers gave up a touchdown every possible way. In 04, that was the game that, you know, Tom Brady comes in and he just, 
he comes in and just basically picks them apart. And that was something that was a trend. We know that. But then you go to the good things, too, like the 08 game against the Baltimore Ravens and Troy Polamalu's interception. Uh, you talk about going to Denver, and that game was never really that close. Some really great memories. I, I just want to say that this weekend, with championship weekend coming up, enjoy these games. Every season is kind of like a, its own little microcosm, and I, I hate it when football's over. I hate it when the Steelers season is over worse, but I really get kind of down when football is over. And it's it's about to be done, and then we'll be back in the doldrums of another offseason. And yes, there's a lot of good stuff that happens with free agency in the draft. And yes, I'm always going to be here for you every step of the way on this Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But otherwise, just enjoy these games. It's the last day that we'll have more than one football game, so enjoy it. All right, folks, that does it for me. In the meantime, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We want that to be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Check out all our podcasts on the platform. And as we finish it out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Go Steelers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new five ninety nine lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips because what's lunch without a little crunch and the sandwich choice is all yours like a ham and swiss chipotle chicken wrap blt and more made to order just the way you like it tim horton's new lunch deal simple delicious and just 5.99 now that's a good deal only at your neighborhood tim's u.s only price and participation vary terms apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.